Yes, sir. Chris, thank you very much. We have Warren Leung of Montebello is caller number seven. Do you have today's destination of the day? Yes, I do, George. Good afternoon. Go ahead. Tell me. It's Yosemite. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Way to go. (laughs) Now let's see what virtual key you got. Yahweh, numero 14. Key number 14. Wow, there it is. So congrats, Warren. Uh, that's okay. virtual key number 14, numero 14. Uh, it could be okay. the one to start the 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport from Culver City Mazda. We're giving away the car on Monday, November 30th. Each and every weekday, we'll be qualifying someone, obviously, in the 5 o'clock hour. And for qualifying today, you get a $100 gift card from EatNakedLA.com. Congratulations. Very cool. Awesome. Thank you. Now, we want you to hold on to the line while Laura gets the rest of your information. And a big thank you to Eat Naked LA. Your healthy lifestyle is only a click away. Get fresh and healthy meals delivered right to your door. Visit EatNakedLA.com to learn more. Yeah, man, that sounds pretty cool. I'm, I'm actually on the website right now. Uh, don't forget, listen tomorrow in the 3 o'clock hour to Mason and Ireland each and every weekday to give you another destination of the day and then listen to us in the 5 o'clock hour for the cue to call every weekday, obviously, for your chance to win another virtual key. It's the 710 ESPN month of giving. And again, congratulations to Warren uh, Leon in Montebello. So, man, we are all over the map. We are all over the city on this, and that's the cool part, right? Like, that's what we want. We want to make sure everyone in the general uh, area of the Southland gets a chance uh, to win one of these virtual keys, and it just so happens that that's going to be the case. That's why we give so many away, so we can have um, the opportunity to do so. So, there you go. We actually gave one. Uh, I know he's in Montebello. We gave one to one of his neighbors in East L.A. last week, so it's pretty cool stuff. Uh, all right, Absolutely. LZ. So, you and I uh, need to talk about some sad news right now. Now, you and I are uh, – we're going to talk to Bobby Marks about mm-hmm. the Lakers in just a moment, ESPN's NBA front office insider. He's going to join us in about five minutes. But some sad news, and it's Clay Thompson. Earlier this morning, probably around 11 a.m., we found out Woj broke the story that it is indeed a ruptured Achilles, as we kind of suspected yesterday by the sounds of it. And he is out for the season. Now, he is expected to make a full recovery. Again, different leg injuries, right? He had yep. The original one was the left. This one is on the right. Um, obviously, feel terrible for Clay. He is one of the most beloved players in the sport. You saw the outpouring of support from players from all across the league, including LeBron, uh, tweeting at him, you know, shouting him out yesterday and, and whatnot. Uh, obviously, we feel terrible for Michael as well. Just... It just stinks, man, because the Warriors, they're a draw. You know what I'm saying? Yep, they're, they're, they've won three titles. Uh, we thought we'd see them battle the Lakers, and, and that would be fun. And, and you know, we're not going to see them at full strength, which is not as fun. No, it's not as fun. And, you know, first and foremost, obviously, we're hoping for his recovery and that he's able to, you know, be very close, if not right at the level he was at before the injury started to happen because he truly is one of the best players in the league today and one of the greatest shooters to ever pick up the ball. And it was a joy watching him play. Mm-hmm. He was so effortless yeah. in the way that he was able to score. Um, and just from a competitor standpoint, I mean, obviously I want the Lakers to repeat. That's not even that's no question about it. But you would love to see those games. You know, you wanted to see a healthy backcourt from the Golden State Warriors after all those great battles LeBron had against them when he was in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. You know, you would love to see them rekindle that. Um, 
And now we got to put that on pause for like another year, if not more. And that's disappointing. And it's disappointing for everybody else in the league. Yeah. You know, as you said, the Golden State Warriors are a draw. Yeah. And we're a league that is um, has been financially hampered, if you will, by COVID and by the conflict with China, um, thanks to Daryl Morey. We, you know, are looking for all the ways possible to get some of that money back. And it's not going to be there the way we like if you can't have your premier franchises be at full strength to draw interest. Well, and again, one of the things we talked about, right, during all this time was like, you know, what's going to be cool is that next year, even though it may still be affected by COVID, this was the discussion last season, that, you know what, you're going to get KD back, right, and Kyrie, and you're going to get the Warriors back, and, you know, there's going to be all sorts of changes, right, as there always are, and now we've, we've, we're going to miss out on one of those. And the Warriors, look, outside of the Lakers and LeBron, the next biggest draw from a TV perspective is the Warriors. Now, look, Steph plays a big role in that because I've seen the metrics, right, where LeBron is the most popular player and, and brings eyeballs to the TV. But right after him is Steph. And then there, after Steph, there is a big drop-off, LZ, as far as getting people to their television sets. And, you know, Steph is still around, obviously, but the Warriors not being at peak strength does certainly hurt the business of the NBA, and we're in the business of sports, and obviously we're also in the business of the NBA, both on this radio station and at the company overall. Um, so that is that does stink. Now, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. I had the Warriors, pre-Clay injury, pretty much cemented in that top four, right? The two LA mm -hmm. teams, Denver, and them, right? Like kind of in, in that four. Where do you have them now? Oh man, it's too early. I'm I'm not avoiding, but the Warriors are still making moves as we speak. Mm -hmm. So, so you want to see more? So I want to see what happens. Right. You know, I want to see who else they go after. There's reports about Kelly Oubre. Um, we don't know what else they're planning on doing. So we can't really say until you know the cement's dry. Yeah. I, 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 as currently constituted, I think that they're probably anywhere between five and ten, maybe lower than that, six and ten. Um, but yeah, to your point, I am curious to see what happens here over the next week if they try to kind of patch this thing up and try to fill Clay, and, Clay's void the best way they can. So they might end up with Bradley Beal. You you just don't know. So yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll ask right. Bobby Marks about them and of course the Lakers and the Clippers and what to expect in free agency. He joins us in two minutes. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle, beach vacation over camping. What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Congratulations again to the caller earlier, Warren Leong from Montebello, who won the virtual key. Don't forget, each and every weekday, we are giving you a chance to win one of those virtual keys that could start the 2021 Mazda CX-5 Sport with $1,000 in the glove box. We're giving away the car on this show on November 30th. Each and every weekday, we are giving you a chance. It's got it. You got to be listening in the three o'clock hour to Mason in Ireland for the destination of the day every weekday, and then of course every weekday in the five o'clock hour 
we are hooking you up. And if you're caller seven, when the cue to call happens, you can win one of those virtual keys that could start. We only have four keys left, so make sure you're listening. Uh, right before Thanksgiving, we, uh, we are stopping the key giveaway. And then on Monday the 30th after Thanksgiving, we're giving it away. Um, all right, let's talk to one of our friends here, Bobby Barks, ESPN NBA front office insider, friend of the program. He is the man that knows it all this time of year, and really in general, uh, whenever I need to know the intricacies of anything regarding the salary cap or contracts or free agency, this is the man I text or email every single time and he joins us now here on the show and bobby thank you for always making time for us uh, both on and off the air uh hope everyone is healthy and safe and sound um let's start with the lakers and kind of work our way around the league because people here obviously are most interested in what's going on with the lakers um avery bradley opts out um you know javel mcgee opts in they're contemplating dwight howard what is the maneuverability of the Lakers to add to this particular roster? Yeah, so I mean, we'll remove AD uh, from the equation, of course, because that's basically a you know a done deal. I, I think, George, I think it depends on what the number of KCP, right? That kind of dictates where your spending is going to be. Um, if it's a significant raise from you know where you know his eight and change contract from from last year, I think. I think if his, if his numbers in that thirteen to fourteen million dollar range for maybe one year, then that gives you that would give you access to um, use your full mid level, which is at nine three, and it it gives you access to use your biannual exception, which is at three point six million dollars. If you want to go out and you know bring in free agents that are not on um, that are not not on your roster right now, when, when it comes to Dwight, I mean he's he's gotten on bird rights, so he, you can pay him up to three million dollars or. You can take some out of your um, out of your exception. I don't. I don't know if I'd want to go in that direction there. If I've, you know, as far as with um, paying him five million dollars, six million dollars, um, you know, a year for for that. It, this is a deep. It's a deep free agent pool of centers. Um, so if it's not Dwight, I think you can go out. You can go out and get one. You know, maybe it's a guy like you know Nerlens Noel there to to kind of fill that role with Avery. You know, I, I always say if you're going to opt, when you opt out, you, you, you better have something waiting for you <laughs> if you're going to leave $5 million on the table and the chance to win a championship. Um, so we'll see if it's, I, I'd heard rumors, maybe Golden State, potentially Chicago. Uh, those are two teams, um, you know, that, you know, certainly have exceptions available. And with the Lakers, the most you could pay him, um, you know, is $6, is $6 million. So um, you do have, you know, of course, you got you do have the flexibility, as I said, with those two exceptions. But it's now about you know, kind of, do you want to keep your own? Do you want to go out and enter, see what else is out there? Is there maybe a guy like Serge Ibaka that you can get for the full mid level? I think you can um, right now. I don't think he's going to want to go to Charlotte or Atlanta or New York or one of those places. So, so we'll see in the next couple of days here. Uh, Bobby, I'm just curious about your philosophy about the off season for a championship team. Is it better to look for guys that may be able to fill holes that you have, or is it better to look for guys that can help you be better prepared for who you may face? Well, I think for this year is different. I think I'm trying to build as much depth as I can for this regular season um, because it's going to be a bear. I mean, especially for this team that just got done playing in in mid um, you know mid October here. So I'm trying to. I'm trying to build it out and that, you know, where I can rest our, our core guys and still be, um, still be competitive. I think that's probably 
the goal for for Rob. I think I, I heard a you know a, a, I think a quote from him as far as kind of changing, bringing in maybe some new you know certainly some new faces, changing the faces, and, and I think that, that kind of gives, gives you a, an edge. Um, you know, as far as, you know, going into next year, as far as from maybe a complacency standpoint here. But, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, as I said, we're kind of in this uncharted territory here because of what is going on. And even when, you know, training camp starts on December 1st, it's, it, they're still going to be, like, limited as far as what they can do um, on the court. Um, it's going to kind of, it's going to be a gradual, it's going to be a gradual process. Bobby, were you surprised the Lakers didn't buy into the second round? They did that last year, obviously, with the 46 pick with Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, what, or, or did it go, or did it go how you expected? Because you know, there's a lot of talk about the talent in this past draft. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not surprised. I think you know, I, I we we had a stat last night that Reese Davis ran that I'd given to him, and I looked it up as far as with second round picks, and it's you know, it's it, you know, it was 72 percent of second round picks either never played in the NBA or as I called it had a cup of coffee right kind of 14 15th guy and that number goes up to 82 percent when you get to pick 48 you know so I think it's fun I think teams get caught up buying picks in the in the in the you know later part of the round if it's for the G League or from a developmental standpoint but I think you got to use your money wisely especially nowadays if you're going to go out and spend 4.5 million dollars you better hope that kid can somehow contribute to you. So let's switch gears from the Lakers here because there are other teams in the league, believe it or not, starting with the Clippers. Um, is the Rondo thing a fix-all, or is there, or are, do you see other issues with this team that is preventing them from getting at least to the Western Conference Final? Yeah, I mean, I think with with Rondo, I think. I don't think five seven is going to get it done unless he wants to. You know, that's basically what they're going to have to to offer. Um, you know, if you're going to bring back Harrell and and, uh, and Marcus Morris, we'll see what happens with uh, Jamichael Green. So um, it, it'll be it'll be interesting as far as what other point guards are out there that you can get. It's not point guard. The group of point guards in free agency is not is not very good once you get past like Fred Van Vliet. Um, you're looking at DJ Augustin, Jeff Teague, um, you know, guys like Chris Dunn's an interesting name to kind of maybe keep an eye out from a deep defensive standpoint here. So um, they've got some work to do. Clippers got some work to do as far as, you know, basically return, retaining your own free agents and then kind of looking what else is there. I do like what they did last night with, um, with Luke Kennard, um, you know, to be able to kind of swap out Laundry Shama and you get Kennard. And I think if Luke can stay healthy, um, you know, they've got, you know, certainly a sixth man there. Bobby, do you expect anything big from them in regards to uh, Paul George being moved, or, or or maybe even like Lou Williams or Pat Beverly? Like, do you do you think that there's something advantageous that they can do that could be out there for them with some of their core pieces? Yeah, I mean, lose on an expiring contract. So, um, and if you lose him for nothing and he goes elsewhere next offseason, you, you know, you're not going to be able to replace him. I think you're. I think George, you're always looking. I, I would, I'd say, like, there's, like, four guys that are probably, I would, you know, you'd hang up the phone as far as if a GM called asking for him. And, you know, Kawhi is certainly one of them. And I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put Paul George in that, that um, you know, in that category there. So I think you're always looking here. I think, I think what happened earlier in the week where we saw some of the trades happen is that teams want to get things done before free agency starts. And with COVID and getting guys into market, I think it presents a big-time challenge 
if we get into mid-December and then we get into the season and you're trying to pull off a blockbuster deal because of you don't know when that player is going to be available. You're flying him across country here. You're getting him situated here. So um, I wouldn't expect anything, but, hey, you never know. They've been known to, to pull off some big things. I want to quickly play a little game with you, Bobby, if you're up for it. Oh, all right, let's go. <laughs> all righty. Uh, team most likely to implode. <laughs> well, do, do we already know that, don't we, Houston? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems obvious. Yeah. Well, that's we're, team. That's that's actually an explode team. That's not an implode. That's an explode team. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess we, I mean, we I guess we're, we'll talk a little rockets here, but yeah, I mean, that's going to be an interesting story if they all show up at training camp and neither one of them want to be there with Harden and Westbrook. So yes. I think that's one of the teams probably to uh, <laughs> certainly to watch in the next week or two. All right, two more. Team okay. most likely to disappoint and then the team most likely to surprise. Uh, disappoint, I would say, um, how about Denver? I, I think, you know, when you have it, um, a target on your back, um, and now you really can't sneak up on anybody here. Um, we'll see what happens in free agency with um, with Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley and, and Paul Millsap if you can retain those guys. I think, you know, because now you've set the bar as far as to get to, you know, getting to a Western Conference Finals or anything less is is is, um, is, uh, is certainly not not good enough. What would you do if you were the Warriors right now? Well, it looks like they're going to get Kelly Oubre. Um, so, you know, he'll go into that trade exception and it's, you know, I tweeted earlier, I mean, like, God almighty, it's going to cost him. He's like the $80 million man. I mean, that's what it's going to cost for one year just to get, um, to get Kelly. And, um, you know, after that, you're looking at your, your, your five, seven mid level and you're trying to build out your bench and hopefully Steph and Draymond can, can, uh, stay healthy. And I think, I think probably what you want to do is that James Wiseman turns into an, an all-star level player. Um, and Andrew Wiggins continues it can, can play, you know, at a at a high level, and then you kind of look to see what their value is when we get closer to uh, to the trade deadline. Why not Bogdanovich? Why don't they kick the tires on that? Because of a hard cap. You oh, the Warriors are hard cap. Yeah, uh, oh, that's right. The, hard, the Warriors would be hard capped and stuff. So yeah, he would have been perfect with that exception. You just slide him in at a sixteen million dollar number, but. As you guys saw last year with the when you did the Angela Russell trade, um, you're basically towing that line the whole year, and it really just limits your flexibility. And that's what that's what really was going to restrict Milwaukee. And as great as that that starting five looked, I mean, you're basically looking at second round picks and minimum players for that for that bench. Wow. I mean, that's just wild the way all this stuff has happened. Uh, certainly, this things, these things have gotten off to a bang already, uh, you know, whether it's the Bogdanovich thing, the holiday thing, and an unfortunate situation with the Warriors. But uh, certainly, Bobby, we will keep you close because I would imagine there'll be a lot more stuff next week. So if you're up for it, we may hit you up one more time next week if that's okay. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. All right, man. Have hey, a great Bob, night. You- Bobby, real quick, you have any idea yeah. how much I can catch in a free agent market? <laughs> <laughs> Are you a mid-level guy, tax mid-level? Oh, no, come on. He's a 10-day at or best. Be- or veteran. <laughs> or he's a 10-day <laughs> at best, Bobby. I'm come a 10-minute at best right now based yeah. on how out of shape <laughs> I am. <laughs> Good Lord. Bobby, thanks for the time, man. Thanks, Appreciate guys. it. Thanks, brother. See you. There he is. Bobby Marks for this year. ESPN NBA Front Office Insider. All right, quick break. Uh, we'll be back in literally a minute and 30 seconds. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Sedano and LZ with you here. Thanks to Bobby Marks for joining us there. We still have Clint Yates stopping by at 6 o'clock. Dave McMiniman at 6.45. So a lot going on still on a Thursday after the draft. And NBA free agency is upon us, LZ. It starts at 3 o'clock tomorrow. So that means you and I will be in the thick of it, basically. It'll be all sorts of stuff going on tomorrow. Yeah. I'm so excited. Because I really feel as if... Because the Lakers were so quiet yesterday during the draft mm-hmm. that they're working on something big. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's surge. I don't know what it is. Well, you heard I Bobby say, right? You heard Bobby yeah. say the mid-level yeah. is a real thing for surge. That's good. Yep. And he's flirting. Yeah. He's flirting. So if we land him, I'm feeling really good about our chances to repeat because of all the things he can do. Um, his versatility on both ends of the floor. uh, he just really has developed into a really nice player. So much better than when he was in the finals or, or when he was with uh, OKC. So much better than that. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, it was a long time ago, remember? You know what I'm saying? Like, that was eight years ago. Yeah, but some guys are still stuck. I can name a whole bunch of guys. <laughs> I, that I mean, he, what, he, they, what they did eight years ago is what they're doing today. I guess that's true. But, yeah, he um – he, he was good for Toronto uh, when they won that championship. I don't think there's any question about it. He, and, by the way, he was really good for them last year, too, even though they lost sure in the second round. You know, he, he is a really good player, man. And he's such a good dude. Like, so I, I think it would be great. You know what's interesting? Now, I'm going to give Greg Bergman credit on this. Um, see, Bergman, or, don't say I never give you credit on anything. Um, it's rare, but I'll take it. Sure. He brought this up, and I think it is the hallmark – of what a good franchise is supposed to do, okay? He mentioned, you know what's weird? And I said, what? And I said, he said, there's no Laker-like leaks about what they're doing, about either whether it was the draft, you know, if they were going to do something, or whether it was, you know, what their free agency targets are, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, well, that's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> you know, like, and, and you and I, LZ, talked about this before we got on the air, I asked you, you know, who were the two teams yesterday whose draft picks didn't leak in the first round? And they were? Miami and the San Antonio Spurs. Right. And what do they have in common? They're well-run machines. Yeah. Greg Popovich, <laughs> Pat Riley. Ain't, ain't messing with no leaks. You know what I'm saying? Like No leaks. And, and that, so that is a great thing. Like, as something as small as that. And I know that you may not think that's a big deal, but you know, not you, LZ, but I'm saying the audience. The, that is such a big deal <laughs> because those little things like that make, it, make you understand, at least for, for people like us who are involved in this on a daily basis. Yep. Yeah, man, they run a really tight ship. And for a long time, that wasn't what you associated with the Lakers, and they deserve a lot of credit for being one of those teams that runs a tight ship now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when, I mean, it's a tight ship and it's from the top down. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have a mouthy owner like a Jerry Jones, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have like a mouthy coach like a John Gruden. 
Right. You know, you don't have a really mouthy superstar. You know, you, you just have an organization that's going about its business. And, and it's a beautiful thing to see because, you know, selfishly as a fan, I don't want our business out in the streets like that, good or bad. And, and, and as a reporter, as a journalist, I don't I, I'm bored with talking about imploding or dysfunctional organizations like after a while, believe it or not, dysfunction becomes boring, boring, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, well, it just gets always old. it gets yeah. old if there's yeah. always something going on with that guy or always something going on with that team like that's boring too so it's nice after so many years of drama if you will mm-hmm. since you and i've been on radio here in this city mm-hmm. uh to go into a new nba season where there aren't any questions that aren't pertaining to basketball necessarily there are no personality questions that are hanging out there like a like a hanging chat or anything like that. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, that is true when you think about it. It is pretty wild. Um, and, and again, it's the way it should be, right? Like, to me, that's it. And, and, and man, it is crazy, though. Like, dysfunction does get old. Like, it's like people think that covering a dysfunctional team, like the media, they're like, oh, you guys love it for like a minute, though. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah. like, look. Controversy sells. There is no question about that, regardless of whether it's sports or politics or entertainment news or whatever, right? But right. you can't have just only controversy. You know what right. I'm saying? Because then people get immune to that, right? right. And you need you need a, the yin and the yang. And 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 I think that you know when you're winning and you're having a, you have a, a a tight organization and a tight ship. Whenever there's any little bump in the road, then that becomes the controversy. And it's funny, like, you know, when you look at it from a big picture perspective, it's, you know, what what is a what becomes a quote unquote controversy now when you're winning, when you look back at it from like two or three or four or five years ago, you're like, oh man, that's nothing in the big picture. But because right. you run such a tight ship, it's a surprise when anything goes astray. Right. Like any time that like Tom Brady was emotional on the sideline. It was not that big of a deal because it was just like, well, this happens everywhere. Mm-hmm. But because it's the Patriots, it was like, oh, my God, you know, what's going on, right? Because normally you don't necessarily see those things. Whereas the Dallas Cowboys, you know, how many times can you talk about suspensions or drugs or, you know, something Jerry said or you know, it is, it's like after a while, you're bored by that. Yeah. And so I'm glad to see the Lakers have shifted from the drama, like what did LeVar say or what's going on with Magic and, you know, who's running the team. We are past that now. And we're in the nice little boring stage where it's like, okay, what tweaks does this franchise needs to do to repeat? Which is exciting. <laughs> you know, it is. Like, I'm really looking forward to to tomorrow because I don't know what's underneath the Christmas tree. I just know that Rob is is wrapping presents. Right. Right. And he's getting ready to deliver. Maybe a Serge Ibaka in the box this year. Oh, man. That would be so sweet. Maybe. Maybe AD and Serge Ibaka just hitting threes and blocking shots. Right. Exactly. So there you have it. Clinton Yates joins us in two and a half minutes. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. 
Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Sedano and LZ with you here. Clint Yates going to join us in a second time for what you need to know. Seahawks Cardinals, Thursday night football, 7-0 Seattle at the end of one with the Cardinals driving closer to the red zone, LZ. Uh, your observation is always funny to me about Kyler Murray, and it is? He's little, man. <laughs> he, he, just, he just scrambled, and I swear he looks like Isaiah when Isaiah was 10 years old running around the house. And you can just snatch him out of the air and like sit your ass down somewhere. He's good as hell. There's no question. He's good. He's good. But man, the parent in me just constantly just worried. I wish he would have just played shortstop. Yeah. Uh, LZ, Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be released on HBO Max. Your thoughts? This is the new. This is just what it's going to be. Yeah. You know, large office buildings going away, large movie theaters going away because homes are. So equipped with high-quality sound and televisions, the pictures are fantastic, that you're just going to see more and more industry, film industries, deciding to go the streaming route than the, uh, you know, bricks-and-mortar route. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, actually, I think Disney Plus is doing something with that, with like a Star Wars Lego movie. Yeah, yeah, it's just sort of like, you know, COVID has brought a lot of hardship and a lot of anguish, no doubt about it. But it's also forced us in a lot of ways to be innovative and to think creatively. And this is a good byproduct as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, there's going to be a Lego Star Wars holiday special, uh, which is going to be pretty cool. Like, I love those Lego movies. They're a trip to me. So I, I love watching each one. And, and the kids like watching them. So it's stuff that we can watch together for sure. Uh, all right, that is What You Need to Know, presented by our friends at Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Uh, Clint Yates joins us here. The Undefeated, our pal, joins us every week at this time at 6 o'clock. Uh, Clinton, you, we have our eyes on the football game. You have your eyes on another matchup right now online, correct? Gucci Mane versus Jeezy. Gucci Mane is out here in a three-quarter length duster top coat, looking like he's got his Sunday best on Dustin Jeezy. <laughs> this is pretty impressive because Jeezy looks like his look has not evolved since 2008, which is not a good situation in 2020. But, yeah, that's no, on the side. Not. I got Kyler Murray on the main. I'll tell you a quick thing, LZ. I heard what you said. So I interviewed Kyler Murray before he won um, back when he was in college, before he won all the awards. Yep. And I'd sort of judge guys who are – I don't know if any of you have ever seen me – not you guys, but in real life, I have a basic rule about my own height, which is if you're shorter than I am, you're probably pretty short, and if you're taller than I am, you're probably pretty tall. He's just (laughs) about a little bit shorter than I am, and that was the one thing I remember thinking, like, huh, okay, this guy really is kind of short, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not tall, you know, not by any means, but it is, it is interesting to see him running around because the size is an issue. But he can do everything. He can do it all, so it doesn't really no, matter. No, no, he can. He can. You know, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. Like, the first time I saw him live uh, in the NFL, I was so concerned I wanted to run out and, like, get him <laughs> off the field. Because I was That's like, somebody's, right. somebody's kid that ran out in the field, and they about to get hurt. Let me get them <laughs> off the field, and then I'll go viral for saving this little child's life. And that's when he said, no, that's our starting quarterback. And I was like, oh, he's little. 
as a guy who's coached a lot of youth sports, by the way, that is the best athleticism you're ever going to see is concerned dad making a play somewhere on a field <laughs> where they think that their kid is messing up or falling off something. Oh, it's amazing the athleticism you get out of parents when they think that their child is in peril. By the way, but the dude he's throwing to, DeAndre Hopkins, is a beast, and he's the youngest beast. player to get to 700 catches. Uh, Clinton, mm. where, do you, where do you rank him as, as far as the best receivers in the game right now? He's, he's one, but he's one ahead of the other guy who almost won that game as well right before, which was the craziest part about that whole thing. They just got through saying, um, why the hell am I forgetting his name right now? Um, went to Maryland. I Stephon what Diggs? is wrong with me? Yes, Diggs. Sorry. Um, Diggs, they just got through saying before that, when he caught that ball that would have won that game, like he's the best receiver in the league, except there's Hopkins too. And for me, I, I, I don't know. Like You can say what you want about the longevity of a lot of guys. You can say what you want about the, the possibility, rather, the fact that he got traded from the Texans for whatever reason. Like If I got to pick one guy who's going to be a receiver for any game for me at any given moment, any given play, never mind game, it's going to be D-Hop for sure. No, he's legit. I'm still a Julio guy. But I'm sorry, what? Julio. How many times has Julio Jones caught 10 touchdown passes in a season? <laughs> you asked me about, excuse me, coffee. <laughs> right. I didn't know the answer it was. This is that's terrible. What that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's just bad timing, man. Okay. This is terrible. Bad timing. You don't have any. George, to drink? take over. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be in the intro for sure so. tomorrow's show. I mean, this I'm is just definitely saying. going to be in the open I'm tomorrow's just show. I got he doesn't like score a rogue, as many touchdowns as you think. He doesn't score as many touchdowns in my throat. as you think. You got a rogue almond in your throat? Stop yes. talking and spit it out. <laughs> I'm trying. It's fighting me. <laughs> George, no, the point is, I believe the answer to that is that he's got, I think he's got like one. One season, and, yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like, okay, I'm sure he might be a great receiver. In the but why can't they find him in the red zone, right? Like, again. it can't be all Matt Ryan, right? You know, and it's like, well, at some point I'm thinking, well, okay, for whatever reason, whatever reason, you can, you can have Julio Honus, as I like to call him. I learned that from Poppy, by the way. You can have Julio Honus, but that guy doesn't cut many touchdowns. So I'll take the Who guy cares? Okay. As long as I you that's score. Part of the, that's part of the deal. As long as you, know, you score. Yeah. It doesn't have to be him scoring. His presence on the field just makes everything easier for Matt. That's okay. what I liked. Are you one of these Matt, Matt Ryan belongs in the Hall of Fame guys? No. Okay. Are, are right. you one of those? No, not remotely, but some people are. And I just, you know, just Who are these players. people? I, yeah, definitely not me. I'm not one of these dudes. People watching the versus battle right now, those people. <laughs> um, let's talk Rams well real quick. Let's talk yeah. Rams real quick. Uh, we had McVay on. Um, and we were talking to him about just kind of their chances or whatnot, their defense being awesome. Um, what has surprised you? What has disappointed you about the Rams this season? Oh, the jury for me is still out on the golf situation. And it's, it's not that I have to make some large judgment about his skill set or any sort of large letter grade on what I think he can be or the value of the deal, whether or not it was worth it. I just don't know that every single time I see the Rams play football, whether or not Goff is going to be the one that gives them a chance to win. And that sort of doubt alone, if I were a fan, would make me uneasy. But he's performed well enough to keep them keep the boat f floating. And so I, I guess I'm just going to go with that. To me, I thought the way the defense played against the Seahawks was – one of the more impressive outings I've seen in a long time. I understand that Russell Wilson was struggling, but like that final pick, 
the defensive line. I mean, they've got something more than I thought. I thought they had moved from pretender to participant, perhaps, mode because of the fact that the quarterback was so dicey, but I still think they're in pretender mode. We'll see if they can get to contender by the end of the year. Hmm. You know, there is something How's that almond, golf. by the way? Is it still in there? Or? <laughs> I, I finally, finally got rid of it. Usually I do the shredded wheats, you know, during the show, snack on those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as you know, with shredded wheat, as soon as you bite into it, they start to break up, and you just never know where those little strings are going to end up. So I decided that almonds were safer, and apparently nothing is safe. I probably just shouldn't snack during the show. I should just... <laughs> Starve or whatever. I'm a goldfish snacker during in show in show snacks. There's a very specific like quality they have to have. They can't you know they can't take too long to chew. You know right. they can't taste too good because then you're like thinking about them the whole time while you're talking. So I go goldfish for that. I can see that. I appreciate. It. What do you snack on, George? I don't. I don't snack. I just drink water during the show. <laughs> I really? do, and I drink like sometimes if I don't drink regular water, it's uh, those ice waters. You know, with the flavor and like the fizz in them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's so, my move. So just nice. three and a half that way hours, I don't choke you just grind. On, right, but that's why I don't choke on the air. I mean, there's different kinds of choking. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, lit- in the literal sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's more oh, than just it. the almond cotton and esophagus choking. There's other choking, too. Yeah, no, I, I understand. But yeah, it, it, right. I meant in the literal sense. Um, <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> Uh, by the way, this game is now tied at uh, well. It sh- in theory, it will be tied at seven. It is seven. Yeah, that looks like right a touchdown now. to me. Yeah, Kenyon Drake yeah, scored. Yeah, it definitely looks like one. Uh, yeah. But you know, for someone who has Kyler Murray on his fantasy team, dog, we don't need those rushing touchdowns if it's not Kyler Murray. Uh, so anyway, uh, so let me ask you this then. Yeah. The Raiders, because we've asked everybody about the Raiders, and there have been all sorts of varying opinions about them. Where do you stand on them? I don't want the Raiders in the playoffs. I mean, oh. the, Raiders are, the Raiders are boring. The Raiders don't – again, this is my basic analysis of most teams in the NFL. And at the end of the day, it's still just a TV show that I cover sometimes in person when we're not in these years. And sometimes I just watch. And, like, I don't turn on the TV to watch the Raiders. I just don't. You know, like, they don't bring – I'd rather see the Dolphins in the playoffs than I would the Raiders. And I, I say that simply because, like – I don't know. I mean, if you have a team in there that you think is exciting, that you're going to be able to see grow and do something, I just don't know what, again, I don't know what I'm getting from the Raiders week in and week out. You know, you have a good game against the Broncos. Okay, all right. And the next thing you know, it just it, you're getting dump trucked by somebody else. I don't think they're a bad football team. But that participant thing I was talking about earlier versus pretender and contender, they are squarely in participant zone, which is not the lowest. Loser is the lowest, but that's where the Raiders are to me. Uh, real quick. Elsie, wow. before you go, Greg, on a scale of one to ten, ten being you're furious at Clinton Yates right now, <laughs> uh, one being you don't give a rat's ass. Where are you on the scale? About a thirteen point five. Wow, boring. Yeah, Get out of here. What I figured. Yeah. I mean, That's you're pretty, asking me to be high. real. You know, I got. I, listen, I got Herbert cutting his hair for no active reason, completely destroying my faith in anything LA football related. I got the Rams with the quarterback situation that they're still going up and down on, but a tremendous defense and guys making crazy pickoffs between guys' arms. That was great. And then there's the Raiders. Like, okay, you know, that's kind of where it is for me. You don't like Josh Jacobs? Dude's a beast. He's fine. That's fine. You know, but the Raiders are not moving the needle for me. And that's all I'm saying. You know, I, I don't think they're a bad wow. team. I just think that particularly, you know, and also, listen, I know this is kind of a cheap shot, but, like, I got a little turned off by Gruden's attitude about the whole COVID and the fine thing. It's just kind of like, come on, guys. Like, people are trying, man. Like, you're a prof- operation. Stop acting like the Raiders, you know, but that's just me. 
you know, I can't say I argue with you, like, except for one thing. I don't hmm. think they're boring. I think that there are other things about the Raiders you don't like, and so you're not interested in seeing them. But I don't think the way that they play is boring. That could be true, you know. But, I mean, would you pick the – right now. The Raiders are in right now, right? Yep. Would you pick them to beat whoever they would be up against? Nope. Voila. Uh, it depends. I want to see like. who that is. Give me a second. Hold on. I will take a look here real quick. Uh, conferences. They are one, two, three, four, five. So there's a bye. There's only one bye this year, right? Because there's seven teams. Uh, yeah, there's seven teams. Yeah. So there's one bye. Uh, so it'd be Kansas City versus Baltimore, Buffalo versus Miami, Indianapolis. Mm, I don't know. I think they could beat Indianapolis. Really, the best tackling team in the NFL? You think they could yeah, beat? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't. I don't think Indianapolis is that daunting. Where I would say to myself, the Raiders can't win that game. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. All right, that's that's a matchup that I think that because of their quarterback situation being it's favorable, because people, yeah. yeah, that's favorable. That's true. All right, maybe we'll root for that. Okay. What, do I have to do something now if the Raiders want a playoff game? No, 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 no. We, okay. no, no. Right. You, you know, Raider fans are, are not nice on the internet, though, as I'm sure you that's found fine. out. You know so I'm just, I'm that's just that's warning that's you. Well, if you didn't know uh, before, right. you're about to find out now. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take let's take a quick break. Uh, we're gonna stick around with Clint. We'll talk some NBA. We got some breaking news actually. A Woj bomb in the NBA. We'll get oh. it for you in the next three and a half minutes. Uh, plus, I want to talk about the Lakers free agency uh, with LZ and Clinton, uh, the Clippers free agency, and just kind of across the board what the hell is going on in the NBA. We got one more segment with Clinton. 